guys. Welcome back to Are You Sisters, the podcast. Welcome back. Hello, Kate. Hey, Ryan. So, okay, what's been going on the last two weeks? I mean, it's like halfway through December. I know, which can't, can't I believe can't it. Believe it. I can't believe it either. Uh, we are in the, you know, mad dash till the end of the year. Yes. So, Christmas shopping, Christmas brunches. We went to a Christmas party last weekend. That was a lot of fun. Lady was dressed up as the leg lamp. Yeah, that's always that's a great costume. And oh, well, so the party was themed to like dress up as your favorite character from a Christmas movie. And I've got to give it to Scrooge. Scrooge was great. This uh, it was actually very impressive. So she had an actual physical candle. And what do you call that thing? It's like a saucer. Like a, a candle holder. A candle holder. And she was relighting it throughout the whole night of the party. And I yeah. was like, it was a fire hazard, but it was totally worth it. And she was wearing a full set of, you know, a nightgown. Right. She had the <laughs> nightcap. She had the nightgown. But the thing that really stuck out to me was the candle, the commitment she made to the candle. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think probably like most of our listeners, we are fully like pickled at this point. Yeah. It's I, basically every every day there's something happening. I feel like every Sunday or Monday night, I guess now, I'm just like, okay, let's reverse all the damage I just did for the last four days. I know. Meanwhile, it's Thursday. I'm cracking open a drink as we speak. Yes. So. It's almost five o'clock, though, in my defense. It's 4.45. Okay. Well, close we're, enough. We're fine. Five we're, o'clock somewhere. You're in the clear. But it's also the holiday season. Like, you can kind of do no wrong. And it's also, it's that time of year where, like, work is insane. I just feel like everyone is, like, trying so hard to get everything done before the end of the year. And it's just, like, everyone needs to chill out. Yeah, I'm ready for everyone to mentally clock out. Um, So this is kind of the thing that I do is I never take off like formally take off in between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. But I'll take off in January more because I feel like everybody's off in that week in between. So it's like, why waste time off doing that? No, I get that. I mean, the thing is like most of the clients I work with or the agencies I partner with shut down between that time. So it essentially like I'm off in between that time. But like I'm with you in that I would rather take a week off when it's like full throttle busy which right. I am too where where I could basically just like look at one of my coworkers over zoom and be like sorry but I really don't give a shit if yeah. things go sideways you gotta handle it because I'm out of here exactly and I mean we are we are taking the first week off we of are. January where are we going we will be um in Vail skiing with my family which is really exciting and then before that we're spending a few nights in Denver with your besties yes so I'm super excited um we're going to Denver on the 30th so we'll be there over New Year's Eve which we've done before um and one of my best friends Haley lives in Denver and one of our other best friends Kenzie is going to meet up with us so I'm super excited no it's gonna be fun which like New Year's Eve is always kind of a shit show of a holiday, but it's good to just be with, like, a smaller crew. And, like, there's not the pressure of, like, 
what where are we going like how are we getting in how much money are you gonna blow so right it's always so much pressure it's kind of like you know like a lot of times um like valentine's day and things like that it's just so much pressure and it's like you know what i would rather just get a boatload of wine and booze and belly laugh with my good friends especially new year's i feel and kind of a funny aside um 2020 new year's when we my good girlfriends and I kind of decided to stay in. We're like, we're not doing it this year. We were living in the city. We were all single. And we're like, we're just going to get drunk in my apartment, eat Mexican food, watch the ball drop. We ended up fully getting wasted and like doing like dancing, all that stuff. But it was just killing me because we were all so optimistic about 2020. (laughs) We were like, 2020 is going to be our year. Like we're going to find the loves of our life. Hmm? Well, you Maybe. did. I might have. Maybe. Maybe. The jury's still out. Jury's still out on that one. But we were just like so optimistic. And then it was like not even like two months later was it like catastrophe. COVID. Struck. New York City shut down. It just, I mean, if only, you know, it's like one of those things where if there was a narrative narrator voice in the back of your head being like, this is going to be my year. And then it's like, no, it won't be not going to be her year. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm glad that new year's is settled for this. Yeah. No, we're going to have a good time. Um, yeah. So then we're going to Vail. We're going skiing with Kate's family. Um, we did it a couple years ago and then we weren't able to go last year. So I'm, I'm excited to go back. Can't wait. I did learn to ski for the first time on the first trip a couple years ago. Yeah. And so I'm I'm hopeful that I'm like I've retained all of my knowledge. I mean, I was very impressed with your first go at skiing, so I'm feeling, you know, good that you'll be great the second time around. I was I was pretty good. I like took one lesson on one of the days and then I went down a the bunny slope. Yeah, you went down the bunny slope like literally once or twice and then you went on a, a blue with me. So you're good. So let's hope, finger, fingers crossed, um, it translates to, to this year. You could also like, you know, switch. My sister, Fee- uh, no, Livy, which I'm surprised about, she is officially giving up skiing and moving over to snowboarding. Yeah. Which I think is a pretty ballsy move. So yeah, I guess the the rumor is that snowboarding is much more difficult to learn, but I think easier in the long run. For me, it feels, it would be very um, claustrophobic. Am I saying that word? Claustrophobic. Claustrophobic. I like to say claustrophobic. Yeah, you do. Okay. Claustrophobic. Yeah. It, It feels very claustrophobic. I don't understand how it would be any more claustrophobic in a snowboard than in skis. Because your feet are stuck to one object. You could pop that thing off so easily and like walk around. The thing about skis that drives me up a wall is that you're like trying to shimmy across like the snow to get to the lift and it's just like these massive ass skis. So you mean like when you're able to as a snowboarder walk with one foot out. Yeah, right. I hear that but I also think like your body is more used to having both your feet. So (laughs) skiing 
is easier because you can like move one foot right, one foot left, up or back. And where like snowboarding, it's, it's like more like your hips. You're literally like your you're feet leaning. are both stuck, and that yeah. stresses me out. But you also never water wakeboarded or anything like that, which no. I have. So no, I I snow. I just know snowboarding for me would be a catastrophe. Well, you're just like a little a little snow bunny skier, anyways. So I really am. Can't teach no, an old I'm, dog I'm, new tricks. I'm really, I'm really not that good. I, I was You're pretty good. I'm good. I'm decent, but I just don't, I don't practice enough, and I don't do it enough anymore. But like, I also am too scared to go like really fast or like really steep. Like I don't know how people do that. I also have no interest in doing that. Yeah, so I think I like the greens is where I like to hang because I yeah. find that enjoyable. When we were in Vail last time, we you took me on like a green slash blue, blue yeah. and I did not like that. There's yeah. a moment when you are looking down a mountain and you come to the realization of the only way I'm getting down is by plummeting down. Well, Or you yeah. can call someone and embarrass yourself. So in instances like that, you have to do a very, very wide like S, yeah. like down. Oh, not, I learned. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll keep you posted. Hope to have a great time. But we are not working the first week of January. So sorry, guys. Don't call me. Don't beat me. Yeah. Figure it out. So should we jump into our first topic? Let's do it. So topic number one today is Beverly Hills, Real Housewives. I know we talk about it, but it's such a good season this season. It's such a good season and also I mean we need to immediately dive into Morgan and Kyle so and their first like on air yeah appearance so okay backstory for those of you who are not you know in the Bravo world I know um, it's a lot to digest but essentially it's you know these women who live in Beverly Hills they're extremely affluent um, or they at least present as much and you know they're housewives they're divorcees etc and their lives are just craziness Mm -hmm. there is one woman named kyle richards who's been married to her husband mauricio for like ever in a day yeah like 20 20 something years yeah their marriage is on the rocks this season and the the happenings behind it is kind of fascinating yeah so i mean in the rumor mill is that Kyle is dating a country singer who's basically, you know, 30 years her junior named Morgan Wade. She's 28. She's 28. Kyle's probably 50-something. But, I mean, she looks amazing, so good for her. But the rumor is they're dating. Everyone has known about this for a while. It's been on the interwebs for, like, months now because the news broke and all this stuff they made a music video together where they're basically making out like I have to say I'm kind of kicking myself because we were going to have this as a topic like back in September this is going to be our leading topic of our first episode yes but I think I got I got a little nervous because there wasn't like nearly enough information out yet so there were only rumors at that point and then also like it took us way longer to get our shit together to actually release an episode but like This is, everyone's almost sick of talking about it, but we have to talk about it because it was the first time that Morgan was on an episode of uh, Beverly Hills. And what did you think of the interaction? I found it very uncomfortable to watch. Why? 
Because they're totally like obviously flirting. I mean, Kyle is like smitten and acting silly and they're flirting. Yeah. Well, so I, it's very clear and obvious that they're flirting with each other. It's like a very awkward interaction. Yeah. I don't know. And I think part of part of the problem is that they're still claiming they're not dating, right? Like Kyle, the rumors have been going forever, but Kyle officially, even to Andy on Watch What Happens Live, is like, we are not together. We're just great friends. Which, whatever. Which, it's crazy in watching them together on screen because it's like, she has a, like, middle school crush on this woman. Yeah. She's, like, literally beat red, is like, oh, my God, no, like, punching her in the yeah. in the arm. Like, it Giggling. is. Giggling. Like, it's very clear that they are, like, infatuated with one another. Yeah, which, in, in which case, that's amazing. And I, I just say, like. Come out with it. Yeah. Like, do your thing. Like, own it. But I don't know. I mean, my thought is, like, maybe there's some stuff behind the scenes. Obviously, her marriage to Mauricio isn't going great. And I don't know. They probably have, like, finances tied into it. Obviously, their family. Oh, I mean, there for sure is, like, like, but they're, like, they're officially separated right now. They're basically starting the process, if not, like, well into it, of getting divorced. And I agree that there is probably so much money tied up in the agency and all of that stuff that, you know, if she admits that she's basically having a full-blown affair, who knows what that could be in yeah. terms of consequences. But the fact of the matter is that they are 100% sleeping together. Yeah, so in the most recent episode that came out last night, essentially in one of Kyle's confessionals, she's like, yeah, my friendship with Morgan is different than any of my others. I'm like, I'm sure it is, but... Yeah, I'm sure like, it is. She's like, um, Morgan just kind of, you know, um, picks on me and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, that's flirting. Like, that's how I I flirt. Like, I yeah. when I'm picking on my friends, it's, like, really funny. We're belly laughing about it. Yeah. And I'm not doing it constantly. I'm not like, oh, my God, <laughs> don't make fun of me. Like, what are you wearing? Yeah, like, what <laughs> are you like- wearing? Like, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's so 100% like they are schoolgirls with a crush on each other. Right. And it is very, I find, fascinating to watch. Like, I think it's it crazy. is. It's kind of like a train wreck because they've had a couple of FaceTime scenes too. Yeah. Um, it's, it's bizarre. But then on the other side of it, you're seeing, so Mauricio and Kyle have outwardly always had very strong relationship and like on camera are very lovey-dovey like their 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 relationship looks good like solid almost perfect and this is the first season you're seeing like the cracks yeah in that like Kyle cannot stand Mauricio right so you yeah I mean and it's kind of really it's kind of sad to watch because you can tell that Mauricio definitely still wants his marriage to work and like is trying yeah and wants to be affectionate and it, I think Kyle just like is is done yeah she's done and I mean you said it best like it almost seems like kind of like a weird like rowdy teenager and and her father like she was like I got another tattoo and he was like no love bean why yeah, would which, you what is the love bean I, I don't know. if you ever I would never called me love bean I would a never call you love think, bean, but I think we've talked about this too. Like the the love bean of it all really yeah. kind of makes me crazy. But like there, it's just so weird on screen. Um, there was one final note I wanted to say on the Morgan weight of it all, but 
Maybe they'll recircle. What else are we thinking about, Beverly Hills? I'm thinking Hills? about Denise Richards. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? What is everybody thinking about? Okay. I was going to say Sudden. I feel like Sudden has really been stealing this season, but let's... let's with her craziness? With yes. her craziness, but let's... Let's Denise... Oh, sorry. We're all over the place, guys. Ryan and I split a Celsius. Um, back to Kyle. Something is up with the way she's walking. Yes. We've and her, also her real- stature. She's... She is taking on a lot of Morgan's, like, characteristics, yes. I've noticed. The way she talks, the way she walks in certain scenarios. I'm like, what's happening? Okay. And there's there's this meme of, um, is it the elf? What's the, uh, not the elf, the leprechaun. That scary movie with, like, <laughs> with, uh, what's her butt? Rachel Aniston. Um, and there is Rachel this- Aniston? Oh, man. Rachel, what's her name? McAdams? No. The woman from Friends. Jennifer? Am I like losing my mind? I think so. Her name's Jennifer Aniston. Her name on the show is Rachel. Oh my God. Okay, wait. Jesus. You guys, this is what this is my day to day. Okay, we can cut this. Um, so Rachel (laughs) Rachel (laughs) from Friends, her first movie ever was Leprechaun. Okay, we can't call Jennifer Aniston (laughs) Rachel from Friends. Like, we can't do that. Okay, fine. Sorry. (laughs) Jennifer Aniston, her first movie, Leprechaun. There is a meme. I will find it. I will post it on our Instagram. And the way in which this leprechaun is standing in a doorway is the way that Kyle Richards is standing in every scene (laughs) of Beverly Hills. Yeah. No, I've seen many memes of that leprechaun, and I absolutely love it. I will post it. Maybe don't cut this all out, because, like, I just can't even believe it. I'm an idiot. I don't know. My brain is fried. Okay, so let's let's get back to Denise. Back on track. Denise Richards, who we all know from many, many different you know, movies, shows, etc. Yeah. She needs she, no she needs no She doesn't need an intro. She no. was anyway, she was on the show um for a hot sec, I think maybe like one, one or season. two seasons. She is back on the show for like one episode and boy did she make it count. Yeah, she just came in pretty much blacked out. Well I think that maybe she mixed something. Yeah, I mean she was um altered. Let's just say... She was in an altered state. She was acting like she was in an alternate universe. And it was hysterical. It was so good to watch. She, like, started going at Erica, and she's like, you know what you did. And Erica's like, she's like, truthfully, like, I have no idea what did I do. Well, one of my favorite parts was when... <laughs> and they played it so many times. I lo- You gotta love the, the, like, editing they do on these shows, but... yeah. Essentially, when she's like Erica, she kind of makes yeah. like a terrifying face at Erica, and Erica laughs, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't know how to handle you." No, she literally is like, "I can't, Denise. Like, I can't even. <laughs> I cannot look." And then, oh my god, the interaction between Denise and Dorit, where Dorit's like, "Denise, I think your your coat's on upside down, backward. Like, it's on upside down." And she was like, "Don't do this to me, Dorit." She's Which like, we don't all do this. I to think me. we all knew what she was getting at, but it came out of nowhere. I think Dorit was actually trying to be kind in telling her her that, like, her jacket was on upside down. But, like, in the moment, Denise was, like, you're trying to, like, bring attention to the fact that I'm shit That I'm literally wasted. Like, I'm cross-eyed. Okay, but we we need more Denise. I know. I actually miss her. But, I mean, I'm kind of – I was, like, thinking of myself at this dinner and thinking about how – I would want to melt into the chair. I, oh, yeah. I, it just like makes me so uncomfortable, but I can't stop watching. It's everything about this season has been uncomfortable to watch, but it just keeps getting better. 
And I think we would be remiss to speak a little bit about Sutton because... Oh, man. Sutton confessional about how she takes Gabaton. Yeah. And also drinks on it. Sutton is... I oh, think- sorry, gabapentin. Sorry, my sister, she's a nurse, and she'd be like, you're an idiot. Um, but it's basically, like, used to treat epilepsy and seizures, and she's, oh. like, drinking wine on it. Why is she taking that? Maybe she is For seizures. her foot? I don't know. She said she had a foot issue. Why would you be taking that? I don't know. Kate, that's what we give the dogs sometimes to, like, calm them down. Well, so that's, like, an anti-anxiety medication. I don't know. Okay, Whatever well, she's on. Let's like patch a nurse in because I have no idea. Right. Like, can we phone a friend right now? But to- besides that sudden, um, I think it's just so funny because when she first joined this, the show a couple seasons back, I was like, what is this like Southern Belle doing here? And she's insane. She was like kind of quiet, like more of a like behind the scenes. She is, I think, one of the best players on Beverly Hills right now because you never know what she's going to say. She fights with everybody. Every newcomer, including the new lady, she is. She just passionately goes after anyone. Yeah, she's and an equal opportunity psycho. Psycho. But I love her. She will lose it on you. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, and I actually, I kind of love her. I, no. I, I, I mean, it's, her. it's great, great TV. But she also has this, like, you know, you know sometimes, like, when the dog, when I'm, like, playing with the dogs and Eloise will get this, like, shark eye. Yeah. Sutton does that. Yeah. And she'll like zero in on someone oh, I mean, and her yeah. eyes like practically go black. And I'm like, oh my God, I do not want to be on the other side of those eyeballs. When she was like, name them. Name them. Name them. Oh, name them. Ugh. All right. Beverly Hills is amazing. Also, it's a stacked lineup on Bravo right now. If you don't watch Bravo, turn sad. it on any night between the hours of 8 p.m. and 10 11 p.m. Right. and there is some quality TV. If on. you just ever need to just completely go brain dead for like yeah. two hours at night, just give Bravo a chance because yeah. it's quite quite good. Um. So otherwise, in TV world, what else do we have going on? So one of the shows that I turn Kate on to is lovely little show called The Great British Bake Off, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic. TV viewing. It's the most wholesome little show. Like, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I love it as well. And it's, it just, it makes me so happy. I, I don't know what it is. If it's like, you know how when a show follows a formula, like Top Chef even, Mm -hmm. it's like so like soothing and cathartic. Like, you know what their challenges are going to be. And it's just like, Everyone is so fucking nice yeah. and so cute and so sweet. So if you have been living under a rock and haven't heard of British Bake Off, essentially it's these amateur British – well, I think it's more like UK. I've seen – like there's been yeah. Scottish, like Irish people on, I think. Maybe. People from all over the place, they all have the most wholesome like hobbies – Right, like, like that's part of it. Like, it's like, it's like Susie Q. You know, she bakes on her off days, but on her her work schedule, she actually grows strawberries from no, her garden, like, and it's she, like, like she knits pillows for squirrels. Like, right. it's just right. like she knits squirrel it, costumes for like, the theater down l- the street. Literally, like, so obscure and like wholesome, like. 
It's just the cutest thing ever. It's very cute and sweet. So there, it's a competition, obviously. They're all competing to like... I feel like everyone knows what the show okay, is. Okay, great. Well, then they all will know about the amazing um, host, Noel. Yes. Who makes you love me... Noel. I love him. I think he's so funny and he's so weird. And I kind of just want to like have a drink with him and laugh. And then obviously Prue, Prue, Prue oh. and, Ho- and Paul Hollywood. Yeah, Paul. I mean, I, the show's so good. We have to give a little shout out if he's listening to Maddie. Maddie, he won this. No season. spoiler. No well, spoilers. That is a spoiler, but he won. But he won. He won. I mean, it doesn't it. matter anyway. Like I've rewatched all of the seasons when there was Mary Berry, which how can that's like a perfect way to describe the show. That one of the host names was Mary Berry. But then the other ones, Prue. Like Prue. What are the? I love it. I Prue. love it so much. I. I'm pissed that, like, I didn't look into it more when I was actually in the UK last summer and, like, found the, like, filming location. Because they definitely film during the summer because it is yeah. never warm enough for them to be, like... Well, there's challenges and things that they do where it's really hard because it's, like, so hot yeah. in the tent. And, like, the, the you know, butter is melting. I should have found Grenache them. is melting. Oh, and- my God. <laughs> yeah, but so we're in a bit of an issue because... Um, so, like... We watch our Bravo. We watch some more hard-hitting television, um, true crime things, whatnot. But, like, when before we go to sleep, we like to, like, really wind down with a British bake or, you know, reruns of The Office, reruns of Parks and Rec. But we've recently finished everything. Well, the thing about it is, is that our Netflix situation isn't uh, great right now. So yeah, honestly, F you, Netflix. So the problem with it is is that we were smack in the middle of the crown, mm-hmm. but we keep getting booted off of your sister Alex's Netflix. Right, which is, it's truly like if I put on Netflix in one room in the house and then put it on in another room in the house, it bumps, up, bumps us off entirely. Right. And I just text Alex and email her and I'm like, let us on. And she's like, I'm out. Leave me alone. I'm it's, like, in, it's infuriating. It's, well, I mean, we might just have to spring and get our own account. I, I've got, I thought we had a good, we had a well-oiled machine. I pay for the Spotify. I pay for the Peacock. Morgan pays for HBO. My parents pay for something. I pay for nothing. You don't pay for anything? No, I pay for Apple TV and that's it. Because I was going to say, like, my, Otherwise, it's all my Carl. Everything's Carl. Wow. I know. He's he's a good man. Um, anyway, so if you have any show recommendations that are really like a cool down, a nice little unwind, laugh yeah. a little. We've been rewatching Parks and Recreation. That's like a lovely, you know, night watch. Um, but we're, we're nearing the end. So any suggestions, please let us know. Keep us in the loop. Yeah. All right. So... I think we're ready for, you know, enough of that nice niceness and, you know, heartwarming stuff. It's time for a true crime corner. Yeah. So true crime corner, but also I think book club moment. Okay. Um, it's the end of the year. And if you know me or know Ryan, you might know that we're obsessed with Goodreads. So let me stop you right there. Okay. Um, I think... I do like Goodreads, but I do the yearly challenges because I feel pressured to. What? Because you, I feel pressured to. Because I always let myself down. I'm already three books behind. Did obviously. you did you do the challenge before we started dating? No. 
Did you not know that? I didn't know that. I literally... Okay, so actually this is kind of funny because this is probably something you don't even know. I guess I don't. I downloaded Goodreads... Because of me? Because of you. And I like hearted some of... <laughs> oh my god. I like hearted some of your stuff. Wow. Whenever you would like not be paying attention to me. Wow. Is that psycho? That's not. Oh wait, when you, when I wasn't paying attention, so I'd get like in a little a Goodreads alert. Right. Oh this is God. like in our talking That's not phases. Psycho. This is in our talking phase. It's more. I just thought you were already an established Goodreads member. Oh my God! I like just came out. You just came I just out outed me. myself. You did. Well, I have to give um credit where credits due. Katie Moucher, she was the first one who told me about Goodreads. I've always been a really really avid reader, as are you. Maybe not quite as much as me. You're like competitive about it, whereas I read because I enjoy no, it. I, I'll and- stop you right there. <laughs> I'm not competitive about it. It's just a component of Goodreads. I never used to give myself like a challenge prior to it. It was just like a, a fun little tool that Goodreads had that, first of all, if you don't know what Goodreads is. <laughs> yeah, let's start from the top. Let's start from the top. Um, You need to have it immediately if you read books, but it's a way to – See what your friends are reading. Track books that you want to read. Um, find new books. Find new authors. Um, and also they have a challenge that you can participate in, in each year where you basically set a goal for yourself, how many books you want to read, whether it's five, whether it's 25, whether it's 75, which we have friends that read that many books. Right. Um, and I just love it because – you know, back in the day, you'd be like, oh, I want to read that book, and you'd totally forget. Yeah, and you now it's forget. like you literally in that moment are like, all right, add. And then it's always in this list. So you can like, when you go to get your next book, you have a resource. Yeah. Anyway, I have to say, um, I have meet, I've reached my goal. I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm feeling like shit about myself. Like, I feel bad about myself. Well, I don't want you to feel bad about yourself. I didn't reach my goal last year. I'm three. Fine. I'm three books behind. There, still, I'm never going to make it. There's, you have two weeks. I'm never – I have 10 days – well, no, 10 days till Christmas. Sorry. I do have two weeks. I'm never going to make it. All right. Well, I didn't I didn't make it last year. I made it this year. Um, And I do want to tell you about a book that I read. Okay, back to the true crime. Yes, that is in the true crime space. So if you are a um, an avid true crime reader, this is a new book that came out recently. It is called In Light of All Darkness by Kim Cross, and it is nonfiction, so it's a true crime story. And it's about the very well-known Polly Kloss kidnapping and murder, which I are you familiar? <laughs> Why do you have to do this to me? I am not familiar. Wow. I mean, that's to be expected, but from someone like me, from someone like you, yes. Got it. Um if you're not familiar, uh the kidnapping of Polly Kloss really changed the game in terms of how the FBI handled kidnappings. It was like Probably, I thought that it was like Amber Alert. No, that's changed for, that game. That is for a girl named Amber. No, I understand that, okay. but I thought that's what changed the game. Not that. No, 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 no. Okay. This is like the way that the FBI comes into this immediately now, and there are all these other implement. Okay, so let me backtrack just a little bit. But Polly Kloss, um, she was a twelve-year-old girl. She was literally taken from 
her bedroom during a sleepover with two other girls present, her mother and her sister sleeping in the next room. Nightmare. She was taken and it was like, it was all of these things came together to make it like such a, um, such a really like almost like worldwide recognized kidnapping because the FBI came in, it was state police, it was local police, but like Winona Ryder got super involved. She was kidnapped October 1st, 1993. And it was like, I mean, this is before, you know, really even DNA is like a big thing. Prominent, right. So the woman who wrote this this book, Kim Cross, she is married to the son of one of the lead investigators. She was like super diligent and thorough in the reporting and that it's it's very unbiased and it's all very real accounts of everything that transpired from like the day of the kidnapping until now even. And um, it's just true. It was such a good – if you're into true crime and if you're into reading true crime, it was – it was just such a great read. It was okay. long. He was a total piece of shit. He was in pris- in and out of prison his whole life. Um, you know, attempted rape, all of that great stuff. Um, and he was out on, like, parole. Hadn't checked in with his parole officer. Was just, like, you know, already out on the town trying to pick up people. And, I mean, it was just a total, like, he must have seen her and then he went back and didn't expect that, like, there was a slumber party in action. Wow. Um, didn't know that the mom was there, all the stuff. But, I mean, it just, he was able to get her out of the house. And it was, I mean, it's just, like, such a crazy story. She was found, she was found, unfortunately, her body months later. Ugh. Um, And he was arrested how did they – because of his DNA or how did they a find A lot him? of um, – he left oh, a lot of different things. But he left a palm print in the bedroom on the bunk bed. And this was also one of the first times like this technology was used in right. order to like identify him. Um, so he eventually did bring the police to her body – in order to try to get a lighter sentence, which he didn't. He was sentenced to death, but then he's, to my knowledge, he's still alive. So he's, like, at San Quentin death row. But um, it's just, like, such a good book because it's so detailed. And I, I mean, 93, I was, like, a, a young kid, so I don't remember this case when it was, like, happening. But I could see, like, a little six-year-old Kate. Yeah. And I could see you, you know, following the case I know. In depth. I, I, if had I, had I had the, um, ability. You'd have been like, Margie, turn the, turn the news on. I got to catch up on the happenings of this kidnapping case. Yeah. But I mean, all like, all to say, if you are a true crime reader, definitely add this to your Goodreads because it was so good. I'm doing a disservice in my explanations, but it just like blew up. There was a huge concert for it. I mean, Winona Ryder is from there, so she came out to aid in the search. She offered like a two hundred thousand dollar reward. Of course, she did. And I then love um, Dateline was like heavily involved. It was just a wild ride. So you know, I highly recommend. I've got to read it. I'm sure I will. Except I don't for, know. did you? Okay, did you rent it on your? So Did I, you get it from the library on your... Can, so on your- I physically bought the book, but I left it in Florida because it was too heavy to bring home. Are you kidding? 
No, I'm not kidding. I had to make room for, you know, some other – I had to make room for the ski clothes my dad bought me and then was like, <laughs> bring these off. back with you. And I was like, in my carry-on? <laughs> yeah. So I had to ditch the book, unfortunately. Okay. So I guess I will have to be ordering a new uh, yeah. copy because yeah. I have not read it yet, clearly. You can rent it. Anyway, what's next? All right. Um, so next up on the list is our little baby Betty – our baby Betty. Baby yeah. Betty Boopsie, our, one of our French Bulldogs. She Ugh. is the little um, white with black spots Bulldog. She's got little cow spots all over. So cute. Her, I, I mean, we're calling it her second birthday, but in reality, we really don't know when her birthday is. Mm-hmm. It's coming up. Yeah. And we have to give a little plug in for the amazing rescue where we found her. Yes. Bullies to the Rescue. Bullies to the Rescue here in Charleston. It's, like, amazing. They're so great. They um, rescue, obviously, bulldogs, English, French, I think American even. Yeah. Um, so they've been so amazing in finding, like, these horrible situations that some of these yeah. dogs are in. Um, But Betty's, like, gotcha day slash – well, it's not a gotcha day. I guess it's her, like, birthday slash yeah. when they found her. Yeah. So to give a little bit – bit of background um betty was abandoned um in a box with another french bulldog dasher actually who's a much older male um outside of charleston animal society but you know they were left in the middle of the night it was during the the freeze of last year on december 23rd so um she was found she had a prolapsed butthole so This is scientific. Basically, like she was very unwell. She had to go in for immediate surgery. Um, the pieces of shit who I I wouldn't even say owned her, but kept her. Um, like I guess we should be like grateful that they dropped her off. Yeah, the but humane, it's the still actually it's like illegal it's like, to abandon a dog. But whatever, it's the least that they could have done, I suppose, was have right. left her at Charleston Animal Society, but. Charleston Animal Society nursed her back to health. Bullies to the rescue took her over and found a foster, and then we adopted her. Yeah, and it's um, coming up on the year in which you know we're going to give her her second birthday. We're so excited, and then February is when we got her. So I cannot believe we've had her this long. I still have moments where I'm like, I can't believe we have two dogs. So the fact that it's been a year is like pretty crazy. I know. Also, we laugh because Betty is like the porkiest dog ever now. She's really stocky and also very stout. Yeah. Like very like she's maybe her belly could probably rub on the floor a bit when she Yeah, walks. for sure. And then I will say for anyone who does I do when just when I'm hemorrhaging money um at the end of the year uh buying presents, I also like to do some charity um like donations and if anyone is looking to do so definitely donate to bullies to the rescue they're just an amazing organization and if not them charleston animal society because these these dogs are they're just like great work for yeah they're these little they're angels. so deserving and you know we love them yes um okay so I think to wrap up, we'll t- we'll have our, our little question moment. And I think we've had this conversation before. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we've obviously been getting a lot of Christmas cards from our friends and family members. And I love it. But I think at one point in time, I was like, should we do like a fun little Christmas card? And you were basically like, no. 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 Well, twofold. Because... I cannot get my shit together to get a Christmas card out in 
time for the holidays. I feel like it's also so indecisive. Like, how do you pick the style, the font, everything? But I believe there is some unspoken rule when it comes to holiday cards that with couples with couples that you need to be at the very least engaged in order to send a holiday card together okay i'm curious if anyone else feels that way hit me up send me a dm but have you heard that before i've never heard it but i've also like never received tons of christmas cards from my friends because yeah i mean I, i don't know like I mean, we're I looking at like 20 right now on our wall. It's true. I don't know. I mean, these are, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I never knew there was a rule. Yeah. I'm okay with the rule because I don't want to have to get my shit together to take a photo. Yeah. If anything, I feel like my friends who were maybe even dating or whatever would just send holiday cards from their dogs, which I'm not opposed to either. And I've, I think that's a great, that's a great. I've thought about I've thought about it, but again, it's just a matter of getting it together. But I do think that there is an unspoken rule about either being engaged or married in order to send a card together. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I again, I would love to hear from others if they agree or disagree from the audience. Yeah, Um, and it is that time of year, and I I I love like opening the mailbox, and it's actually mail I want to open. Yes, like. It's, it's not nice. a bill. It's not some, you know, scam shit. It's like, oh, this is a lovely card from like a friend or family member. So it's actually so nice. And big news, Ryan is on. So that's, Ryan is on my family's Christmas <laughs> card. Wait, I think we should have led with that. Meanwhile, we're not even sending one out together, but my family included you on their holiday I card. I love it. I feel, I feel very official. Yeah, guys. I mean, I'll try to take a picture of it, but it is from, read it out. It's from Carl, Margie, Kate, Ryan. Alex, Sarah, Jay, and Whitley. Yeah. And the dogs. And the dogs, yeah. No, I love it. It's She's a good, there. It's a good Jamaica picture. It's a good picture of us in our flamingo pink. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Ryan made the Christmas card. This is a big deal. I made it. This is huge. <laughs> it's pretty – we're getting pretty serious. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. She's, my mom, if we break up, she'll have to, like, issue a retraction. <laughs> she'll be like – It's the same card just with, like, my head cut out. <laughs> cut out. Like, your name crossed. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, um, final news. Um, so we have an exciting promo for you guys. Kate has uh, – an influencer moment. I'm in my influencer era. Um, no, I'm not at all. But you did get a cool paddle. I got a really cool paddle. So um, if you're into pickleball or if you're not and just need a good last minute gift um, for someone who is into pickleball, uh, there's this brand out there called Tangerine. And it's like the cutest pickleball stuff I've ever seen. It is really cool. Really cute stuff. Yeah, like it's all really fun prints with really fun names, and they've got bags, they've got balls, they've got paddles, obviously. Um, so you can get a ten percent discount if you check out using my code, which is Kate ten, and that's Kate with a C, C A T E ten. <laughs> so Merry Christmas, bitches! 
Merry Christmas. Get your tangerine merch. But the hope is that we will be having a New Year's episode with a couple of fun and flirty guests. Oh my god. Yeah. So well, tune in. Stay tuned for who those will be. Stay tuned. And on that note, I will leave you with um, just, you know, give us a follow, like, review, subscribe um, at Are You Sisters Podcast and then at Kate Charney and at Ryan Tasker. Love you guys. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye.